0: All right, we're back on the hubbub after, is this the first game winner of these 2021 NBA playoffs? DeAndre Ayton calls game tonight, and the Suns take a 2-0 lead, and the Clippers fall into their third straight 2-0 hole in this Western Conference playoffs. Man, what a game this was. The final 33 minutes of this game. Oh, what am I saying? The final five minutes of this game. Final two minutes of this game. I, I don't even remember what the stat was. I think it was like the final two minutes of this game in game time took 33 minutes. There were there were five stoppages for replays. There was clutch shot after clutch shot and then after the after the game winner go win in by Aiden as we thought. There was there's was still another uh, another 0.7 seconds put back on the clock for the Clippers to try and get their own game winner to go in, but that that fell short. This is a game where Devin Booker and Paul George play not that great Paul George shot 10 of 23, 26 points. Booker shot 5 of 16, 20 points. And the big thing for Paul George in this game is that this dude missed two straight clutch free throws with the Clippers up by one with a few seconds left to go in the game. Paul George has a chance to make it a three-point game. Heck, even a two-point game where if he hits one of two free throws and Aiden makes the lob at the end, to win the game instead of winning it it would have gone to overtime and with the way the Clippers were kind of clawing back as this game stretched onwards hitting three-point shot after three-point shot in the fourth quarter Luke Kennard Reggie Jackson having another solid game I think the Clippers would have taken it if it went to OT but I mean Paul George a guy who shoots 90% from the line 85% for his career misses two straight clutch free throws and the Suns get the ball back and the ball's inbounded to Devin Booker, who immediately gets pretty much double-teamed and swings it over to the corner where Mikel Bridges has a wide-open three for the lead. And it's off, and the rebound it goes off of Terrence Mantz, uh fingers, out-of-bounds. Didn't get to see a replay of the, uh, the out-of-bounds for, for that specific play. It was uh, it looked like it could have gone off of either him or Aiden, but the refs reviewed it, and it was, they're adamant that it went off a man. And it stayed with the Suns with 0.8 seconds left or 0.9 seconds left on the on the game clock. Can't remember right now. But the play was drawn up beautifully for 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 the Suns team. Down down by one with about a second left to go, like I said. Everyone thought the ball was going to Devin Booker. And the the play that Monty Williams drew up, it looks like that Devin Booker is going to come off of a screen that DeAndre Aiden's setting. Uh, but DeAndre Aiden actually as a screen set for him by Devin Booker. The play starts with both Booker and Ayton being near the basket. Booker's a little bit closer to the left elbow. And Booker moves towards the, uh, the the left corner, sort of more outwards from the elbow. And it looks like he's cutting for the ball. But in reality, he is the one getting into position to set a screen on Vise Zubac. Zubach Zubac. I can't get that man's name right I'm sorry Clippers fans but he sets the screen on Zubach which gives Aiden just enough time to get free from Zubach sky up for the lob and credit to Zubach man he he jumped up as high as he could it seemed to try and get a try and get a hand get some fingertips on the lob by Dre Crowder who literally tossed it the most perfect assist off of an inbounds play for an alley-oop that I've seen in my life right above the rim and Aiton gets it. It's just outside of the fingertips of Zubac. Aiton slams it down. Everyone's going crazy. The thing that cracks me up about this play is that Pat Bev was was talking so much trash after uh, after Booker was double teamed and gave it up to Bridges and Bridges missed the shot because Beverly thought it was over. I mean, with less than a second to go, I, I thought I was hoping that maybe we get a debuck uh, debuck debuck game winner. We get to see a Suns, uh, Suns win the series and go up 2-0 because I'm cheering against the Clippers. I want to see CP3 and Devin Booker get a ring this year. But I was not expecting that play to go as picture-perfect as it did off the inbounds play. Credit to Jay Crowder. Credit to DeAndre Aiden, who had a fantastic game, man. I mean, DeAndre Aiden. the Clippers, they adjusted this game. They started off with Zubac on the floor. Zubac played 34 minutes tonight. They also shifted in Patrick Beverly to the starting lineup, which I got to say, matched him up against Devin Booker for a lot of the game, and it somewhat worked. As I said before, Booker shot pretty inefficiently this game, 5-16. There were a few bang-bang plays where Beverly got physical with Booker. Uh, Booker actually seemed to almost break his nose. He had to go into the locker room after an inadvertent collision with Pat Bev, where both of their heads collided. Both of them had to leave the game for a few minutes. Booker got stitched up. I don't know what happened with Pat Bev, but he did end up coming back. I think near the end of the game. I don't remember even. But Booker came back, hit a few mid-range clutch shots near the end of that game. And Pat, not Pat, Paul George also was kind of trading mid-range clutch buckets with Devin Booker. I think they each hit one. Paul George might even hit two. And then Cam Payne as well had a clutch layup near the end. Cameron Payne, Dropped 29 points tonight, which I think was his career high. It's definitely his playoff career high, uh, but please uh, call me out if I'm wrong about it being his real career high. But I'm pretty sure I saw a tweet about the NBA by the NBA saying that it was his career high tonight. 29 points for that dude. Stepping up big time in the absence of Chris Ball. I I was saying when we were talking about this series yesterday with Levi on our conference finals predictions episode. Check that out if you haven't already. And also with Tommy after Hawks Sixers. Game 7 ended, and we were looking ahead to this series. CP is going to have to step up big for CP3. I'm talking about Cam Payne, the dude who was playing in China just about a year and some change ago. Hard to believe this dude was out of the NBA. And now here he is dropping 29 points against one of the greatest teams that we've seen this year in the LA Clippers, especially defensively. Making it look easy. Nine assists as well. He was the leader of this team tonight. And DeAndre Ayton stepped up big time. I don't know if I shot out of the stat line yet. But 24 points, 14 rebounds. Going back to the Clippers adjustments. It doesn't look like they're going to be able to stop DeAndre Ayton. I mean, Ty Lue. I'm going to give him some credit. I'm going to give the Clippers another game. Before I say this series is over. Because we've seen him come back in game three. And win both game threes against the Mavericks and Jazz. Pretty handily. So Aiton, I mean, the dude is just a beast. There was a a report that came out on Twitter I saw that a Western Conference executive is saying that DeAndre Aiden is the closest thing that we have seen to Hakeem Olajuwon since Hakeem Olajuwon retired. Don't know if I'd go that far right now, but this is definitely—these playoffs are DeAndre Aiden's star-is-born moment. I was not considering this guy in the Elite Center conversation before these uh, these past few series we've seen, whether it be against the Lakers— the Nuggets and now the Clippers, and when you think about the bigs he faced up against, I mean, Anthony Davis was hurt, but he still played against him in a few games in that series and looked dominant. And then he went up against the MVP of the league in Nikola Jokic and dominated him in four straight games. In that paint, Aiden is a solid offensive big. Tyloo came out and said, I think there was another Clippers player too that said that Deandre Aiden is the best offensive big we've faced. This uh, these playoffs, little uh, little little unintentional Kristaps Porzingis slander slander right there. Maybe a little bit intentional. Who knows? Porzingis deserves it for how he played against that Clippers team. But I mean, DeAndre Aiden, man, he's just feasting. He had some jump hooks tonight in the clutch. He continues to just grab the defensive boards over everyone on this Clippers team. He's just towering over him. I think Zubac has an inch or two on him height wise. But I mean, Aiden is just too big, too big in that paint. The Suns, rest of the Suns, man, they were they were struggling tonight. Cam Johnson came off the bench and did not miss a shot. Dario Saric played all right, shot one of four from three, not the greatest, but eleven points, three rebounds, two assists in thirteen minutes, not that bad for thirteen minutes of play. Etwan Moore also had a few solid minutes in the first half, five rebounds, three assists, and two points for that dude off the bench. Good to see Etwan Moore getting some action. As for the Clippers, besides Paul George, who struggled with those free throws at the end, he hit a few nice key shots down the stretch in that fourth quarter, including his only three of the game. He started off 0 of 7, but hit one in the last few minutes. Reggie Jackson, as I mentioned before, another great game by him. 19 points, three assists, five rebounds, and a steal. He's going to get that bag this offseason. Marcus Morris did not look like himself. He shot three of 11 once again, playing a little bit injured. Only seven points. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we get to see some improvement from Morris because man, he's looked fantastic as a an underrated shot creator on this Clippers team these playoffs. Zubac, while well, he dropped fourteen points and eleven rebounds, he was totally outclassed by Aiden down the stretch when uh, when it mattered. Including a play uh, I want to talk about right now, where we're talking about Scott Foster in these five replay reviews in the last last two minutes of the game or whatever. There's a play in this game I want to talk about. Or Devin Booker had the ball. This was when the Suns were down by one point. Before those Paul George free throws. There was a turnover on this play that led to it. Where Pat Bev steals the ball. Pokes it out of bounds from Booker. Not really a steal, but more of a poke out of bounds. Should have phrased that better. And while he pokes it out, it still touches Booker's hands last. Not like Booker had it. And then he lost it and then Pat Bev poked it and went off Booker's hands out of bounds. No, Booker was dribbling the ball and Pat Bev poked it out while he had the ball kinda on his palm, if that makes sense, like coming up from a dribble. So Booker's hand was still touching the ball last before it went out of bounds, so the refs called it off on Booker. But Beverly was the reason that the ball went out of bounds. So Jeff Gang Jeff Van Gundy was complaining about this on the broadcast. Uh, I pose a question to you guys. Do you think it should be called out of bounds off of beverly if he's the one who forces the ball out of bounds or you go by the technicalities where it was still touching booker's hand last even if he wasn't the reason it went out of bounds honestly i don't know what jeff gandy jeff van gundy was mad about he made a point where this happens 20 times a game but they only review it in the the last minute i think that's fair but also i mean it does touch booker last and when he's talk about looking at the rules looking at the rule book the rulebook states that if it touches a player last before going out of bounds, then it is the opposite team's ball. So, I don't know. Interesting officiating down the stretch. But the big takeaways from this game are the Suns players continue to step up. And when we're talking about the Suns players, we're talking about DeAndre Aiden, Cameron Payne, guys who have really been having breakout postseasons. And we talk about Reggie Jackson getting a bag, Cameron Payne is going to be getting a bag this offseason as well. Whether it be from the Suns or another team looking for a, a solid rotational playmaker. Jay Crowder and Miles Bridges were near invisible tonight. Bridges hit a three down the stretch in the fourth quarter, which was key to keeping them in that game. But he finished with five points on two of seven shooting. Jay Crowder had two points, 0 of three shooting, four rebounds, three assists, and 33 minutes. Hopefully, you see them step up a little bit more in game three and four. But keys for the Clippers, I mean, they shot well tonight, not as well as game one, but 38% from three. To the Suns, twenty-three percent. That's all you can ask for if you're a Clippers fan. To outshoot the Suns by fifteen percent. But Paul George, man, he needs to knock his shots down more consistently. I expect him to have a bounce back game three. And Marcus Morris, hopefully he can uh, step it up a little bit more. I know he's playing injured, but man, if you're Tyler, you gotta be you gotta be hoping for Marcus Morris to have a little bit more of an impact than seven points on three of eleven shooting. We've had him have multiple. 20-point performances in these Jazz and Mavs games. Games where he's dropped six, pointers Tonight, only 1 or 2 from 3. And also, how do you stop Aiden? If I'm Tyloo after seeing this game too, I just go full small ball. If cp is coming back, I'm not going to let Zubac have any switches on CP3. I don't want him on the floor. I don't want Cousins getting a lot of minutes. Cousins only had 4 minutes tonight. Managed to pick up 2 fouls and a turnover. Not that great compared to his Game 1 stat line. Even though he did... Did get a bunch of fouls in his game, uh, game one run of 11 minutes, I think he had. Tomorrow we got Hawks, Bucks, game one in Milwaukee. I'm going to go with a hot take and say uh, Hawks take game one. Both teams coming off game seven. I think they, uh, the Bucks are going to be a little bit more gassed. And the Hawks just seem like, man, they seem like they're on a mission. As I said, I don't think they're going to win this series, but they're going to make it really interesting. And Coming out the gate, I think this Hawks team gets a little bit more hungry going into Milwaukee, going into opposing waters in a game one for the third straight series in a row. I think for the third straight series in a row, they're going to take that game one. That's going to about do it for this episode of the Hendo Hubbub, though, y'all. Appreciate you tuning in once again on here on Barbecue Chicken Alert. If you like the podcast, check us out. Subscribe, follow, download us on your preferred platform of choice, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or more. If you want daily NBA content, follow at BBQCHXAlert, Barbecue Chicken Alert on Instagram for your daily dosage of NBA highlights, clips, news, memes, polls, debates, stories, and more. Until next time, y'all, peace out.